Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Bobby Bones here, a Sunday sampler. So check it out. Five podcasts on the Nashville Podcast Network. Let's go. This week on Four Things with Amy Brown. Amy sat with her reverse husband her ex-husband, as some would say. And they talked about co-parenting. Brave, that's what I'll say. Lunchbox also talks about his experience at a recent Colorado Rockies baseball game. And then I got to sit down with Dan and Shay. They talk about how they almost split up. Dan talks about cutting all his hair off, which, man, it was a lot of hair. And Shay reveals how he's lost so much weight. So let's kick it off. Here is a part of the Bobby cast. It's Dan and Shay. Sometimes when I make a change in my life, it's got to be because it gets to a point that is so drastic that I can realize it yeah. where it's, Oh, I'm not in a good place. I mean, when I went to onsite, I wasn't in a good place. So I, I, it took me to actually hit, we'll call bottom. Sure. You know, my mom would go to rehab, she would hit bottom and then she would go, would you say in you guys' relationship, because you got to hit a bottom to get to, to actually have the desire to get out of it or to get back in it. That's a great point. If you never hit that rock bottom, you might not realize that something's right. wrong or that you need to make a change. And Is I, that it for you guys? I absolutely hit rock bottom. I'll you know speak on my side of the story, and you know Shay can speak on his. But <clears throat> that date was December. You know, came around 2021. We finished the tour in Boston, and I got off stage more like defeated than I had ever been. And you know how it is. It's like, it's really hard to be in this position. And I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about it, but I think that's why a lot, there's a lot of mental health issues and depression in our industry. Because if you're really struggling with some something to the, to the public, you feel this responsibility to be a superhero. You feel this responsibility to be unbreakable, you know, like on stage, you have to be like, this is the best night of my life. When in, in deep down, you could be like, I'm really hurting right now, you know? And this was before we knew to talk to each other, to, to be open about it with our fans. You know, this is a whole new chapter in an amazing era. But that moment, 
I got off stage and I was like, I'm done. I don't know if I could ever do this again. And I didn't really say that to anyone. I think Abby kind of knew it, but she is so patient, so incredible, so encouraging with me to kind of work through these issues, you know, work on myself. And I came home from that and I like literally laid on the couch, you know, I'm always going, always doing something just, just like you, man, always on the move, always grinding. And that was like the first time in a long time that I just kind of laid there for like two weeks to process everything. I was like, I might be done. I might retire, whatever, move back to my hometown, figure it out. But like I've, I'm burnout. It was like the most, ex- most extreme burnout I had ever felt. And I, I felt like I needed to get myself right first before I made any progress with Shay and our relationship, whether we were going to keep the band together or whatever. It was like, I needed to get myself right on a personal level. I need to fall back in love with music. And I, you know, after doing a lot of soul searching, I realized that previous year I'd written four songs total. Two of them were Christmas songs. Two of them were for another band. And that is the thing that brings me the most happiness and fulfillment is creating, being in the studio, making music. And I wasn't making any music. And I was like, maybe I start there. So I went out on this little trip for, there's a band called the Band Camino, good buddies of ours, killing it right now. They did a little writing retreat for their album out in Colorado. I was like, you know what? I'll head out there with the boys. It's no pressure, you know, like not writing for Dan and Shay thing where we're saying like, okay, we've had these kind of hits. We need this thing. It's like just a little bit more free form. And if I don't get a single song out there, I'll get to go skiing. Like, it'll be fun. So I did wrote a couple songs and I was like, this is fun. Like, there's no pressure. We're not writing for a specific, you know, Dan and Shay thing, like just making music for the sake of making music. And I came home, did the same thing with a couple other buddies. I was like, just trying to do it a couple days a week. And I was like feeling so elated. I was so happy. Once, you know, that went on for a couple months and I just got to this amazing, amazing place. And I was like, you know what? I got to get myself right with Shay. We were about to go out on tour with Chesney, which is stadiums, bucket list tour. I mean, that's like for a support slot, that's the pinnacle of it. And we had that booked and I came to this place. I was like, I got right with myself. I owe it to myself. I owe it to Shay and I owe it to Dan and Shay, the entity to figure this out. Whether we end this band and we ride off into the sunset, we should go enjoy playing in these football stadiums. Or this could be a launching off point for the next chapter. And I was like, I got to hit Shay. We got to have this conversation tonight. So I called Shay and I was like, did yo. you know that's why I was calling you? Like, did you? No, I mean, and I hadn't talked to him, you know? And so yeah, this was right. a, this, it was kind of a conversation I had kind of knew was kind of, I knew he, you know, kind of how he felt of like, I knew his burnout. I didn't know the extent of what was going on. Uh, but he texted me and was like, Hey man, you want to come over tonight? And I was like, okay, I, he wants to talk about something. I thought it was like, this is going to be kind of it. Honestly, it might, in my heart of hearts, I was like, I think that this might be the end of our band. Uh, and I was like, yeah, man, when, you know, when do you want to do this? You know? And he was like, uh, I can come over there right now. And I was like, oh, okay. He wants to talk like right now. <laughs> and then I was like, I mean, talk about a pa- full blown panic, you know, cause it, all this stuff started coming up and I was like, oh no, like. I was not prepared. This was like a normal Sunday night or something. And I'm like, I'm going to, I told my wife, I was like, I'm, I'm going to, to meet with Dan. And I, and we didn't really talk about it. And we both kind of looked at each other. Like, I think I'm going to go end my band with my best friend that I haven't been close with in several years. It was just kind of this whole understood, like this, we'll deal with this one. We'll deal with the wreckage when I get back, you know? And I just remember driving over there, just like sweaty palms, being like, "Dude, this is this is heavy," you know. And I was like, "This is getting me emotional, right? This is yeah. to teach you how to." I'm, this is just my thank allergies. you for giving yeah. me an example. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Horrible. Thank you. Uh, but I was like, "Man, this is like the last ten years of my life is about to end," you know. And this is about we're about to, you know, whatever. 
And I get there and it was just like this, you know, what's up, dude, you know? And I remember we sat there and Dan just like starts to apologize for like the last 10 years that prompted me to apologize for stuff. And, you know, that's the long and short of it. We sat there until I think I got over there at like maybe, I don't know, 7.30 after I put the kids to bed, I went over there. We stayed up and talked till like three in the morning and just hashed through all of these things. And a lot of that was like, all right, we need to really appreciate like what we've gotten to do, whether we continue to do this band. It wasn't like we were dancing around the fact that we both were kind of feeling like we don't know if we're going to do this anymore. Um, but it was like, man, let's, let's ride off into the sunset either way. Let's Dan and Shay is always going to be, was something that Dan said. He was like, we're always going to be a tattoo on somebody's arm. Always going to be a first dance song. And I was like, that's great. And I remember like, cause this was kind of after we had had our like really heavy talk, you know, and, and we had kind of gotten the, the tears out and all that kind of stuff. And he, I remember like watching him like grab his phone and type in that title, you know, and I was like, that's a great title. And, uh, and it was just, a, it was just an incredible night, man. It's like, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people are, are scared to, to say, you know, like, oh yeah, we got together and then we cried. Like just a, a couple of friends. That's, that's pretty lame. Like no one would want to say that out loud, but like it was, man, a lot of tears were, were shed and a lot of stuff was really figured out. And it wasn't like we figured out all of our problems, but acknowledging that it mattered enough to both of us that we would try. And it was just after that, it was our plan of action was to, all right, let's hang out three times a week. Let's get together and let's have no agenda. So you focus let's on just the fundamentals out. of the relationship more than exactly. what the relationship could do. Exactly. It was let's make sure we do the relationship. Let's be let's be friends again. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Hey, it's Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. And here's what we talked about this week on my podcast. At the end of the day, divorce is not ideal. No. That's not what we want for anybody. I guess the point of you even being on right now is to set up a co-parenting episode that really is dedicated to that. What I was thinking was that listeners could send in questions that they may have for us that either we can answer, but also the expert. But we can share our perspective. Like you said, we have (laughs) had multiple types of therapy. We're not telling you what to do or like that we know what's best, but we're sharing like, hey, this is what we did. It worked for us. Maybe give it a try. We have no idea if it will be what is best for you. You have got to figure that out. Because I mean, I mean, there's times we've literally had to walk away from each other, leave. Mm -hmm. I can't talk to you right now. This is too hard. It was so difficult. And there were tears. There was anger. There was frustration. But we were processing our own emotions. There's, there's nobody that can be more inconsiderate than your ex because you know everything about that other person. Like, I know your buttons. If I was agitated and I wanted you to, to feel it too, like, I knew how to get you to feel that. It's an unfair advantage, yeah. like, in a, in a fight. So there's, it was definitely definitely not easy and definitely something that it's taken us a long time to get to this place. And I think for me, 
acceptance was the biggest thing. Once, once I got to acceptance, like this is where it's at. This is what today looks like. This is what our future looks like. Then I stopped, you know, being agitated or annoyed about what has or hasn't happened, whatever the case may be, you know? And so I think that, uh, don't get divorced, but if you do think about the kids, but the kids first, there might be some people that don't have kids too. Okay. They probably have dogs. When I was in divorce court, out like sitting there, the, the people that went before me, they were settling uh, their affairs and one of them had to do with the dogs, the animals. So it was a big thing. And the judge even applauded them and said, hey, I just want to thank you. A lot of people don't take into consideration like where the animals are going to go. Who's going to pay for the animals? What if the animal gets sick? Do they share it 50-50? Like happened right before my eyes. I thought, well, Judge was all over that one. He was pretty excited about that. So, hey, man, that's something we can pass on. Listen, you don't have kids and you're getting divorced. Think about the animals. So you can send emails in to four things with Amy Brown at gmail.com. And in the subject line, you can put co-parenting question, something like that, or question for the expert. Since we're going to bring one on, I've already reached out to one that has specifically already agreed to do an interview, but we just don't have the date. And so we just want to gather the questions, get with the expert and Ben and I get all of our thoughts and feelings and ducks in a row on it. So that way we can be a best service. Everybody's situation is different. So if anything resonates like through this, you know, what we're saying in our experience, man, I hope that helps somebody. You know, everybody's going to have a different story with one's not listening. One's not willing to go to counseling. Yep. And one is, or both of them are going to counseling, but, you know, they can't agree on the counselor. Whatever the case may be, there's going to be a difference. Um, but hopefully in some of the things that, that y'all bring up and ask us that we'll be able to share our experience. And if it all helps you, that's the goal of this. And also to maintain our amicable relationship. That's my goal too. We also got to put that priority here than us doing this that we maintain our amicability. You don't start throwing mics at me or anything. Amicability? That's hard to say. So you are not someone that has come on the podcast much or is public really at all for that matter. So I'm thankful that you're willing to. Well, I'm pretty public on LinkedIn. You racking up endorsements over there? Oh yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know the, at all. I just know that we're trying to just, as a, you know, grow, grow the business, grow the company, and so we're definitely taking more of an outward-facing look for the company. And so, bottom line is, I'm not in social media stuff. Well, you just turned forty-six. What advice do you have for people, no matter what stage in life they're at or what situation they're in? But mm-hmm. what would you say as a forty-six-year-old? You're acting like you're approaching this like yeah, I'm some like oh. so elderly now that I'm 46. That I I now that I've I've gone from 45 to 46, I now have some newfound wisdom. Well, you're apparently. now you cross the line to late 40s, mid huh? mid to late. I'm still mid. I'm early you, to mid. Like I didn't get carried away over there. How I, far off are you? I'm not very far off. Okay. I actually was not trying to present you as elderly. I was trying to present you as another year older, another year wiser. I yeah, love 40s. I, think, I love 40s. I can't wait. I think 50s are going to be great. TBD, but... Yeah, I think for me, I've, um, I'm really thankful that I have my health. Like, I, I really am. I mean, uh, I'm very blessed on that. And I think that the the older I get, the more experiences I have, the less I actually feel like I know. Whereas when I was a teenager and in my 20s, I felt like I knew, I knew everything. And now I feel like I know a lot less. I, I've experienced a lot more, but I know a lot less, if that makes sense. So... No, I just, I'm enjoying like being in the moment. I'm enjoying getting out there and doing new things that I haven't done in a long time. And yeah, it's it's exciting. Like When you said be in the moment, it reminded me of sort of uh, how we approach a lot of this is one day at a time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything is one day 
at a time. And even in the days that we have the hard days, we try to encourage each other that everything's happening exactly. Everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be. Right. So, you know, no highs without the lows. I think that the tools that we've gained will take with us into our elderly years and we'll be better, better for it, even though we don't know much. We're now in our second half of life. We're in act two. Grandpa Brown lived till 97. So he had, so I'm not even halfway through this thing. So he had four acts. He was in act four. But a lot of people, I mean, my mom made it to act late act two, early act three. My mm-hmm. dad was late act three. I feel like we got, I probably got three acts in me. You're really defining this whole thing out. It's kind of morbid. Why don't we, what happened to living in the moment? Oh, yeah. Right. Let's go back one to day, stay in the one moment. One day at a time. Now I'm already talking about being 97 years old and my act five or whatever. I don't even know what these acts are based off of. I just have always heard that. I mean, the first half of your life and then your second, you've heard that part, right? But there's first act, second act, like in a play. Like you're like, you are the main character. Do you know that saying? That's all the young people say. You're the main character. Oh, they do? Mm-hmm. Where do they say this? I see it on... On Instagram? Yeah, probably. So I take it they don't post about being the main character on LinkedIn or what? Uh, Not the people that I follow. (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, we can be the main characters in our own stories, which speaking of stories, someone asked if we'd ever write a book together and I definitely do not see that happening at all. I got a boundary. I'm putting a boundary around that one like right now. Yeah, same. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, my name is Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you think about it, each chapter would need to be like three versions. You know, our therapist, Tom, he always made it clear that there's your version, my version, and then the truth. The truth. <laughs> because we have different filters. Literally, we had those same conversations. We had Tom telling us, like, hey, like, she's seeing it this way. You're seeing it this way. This is this somewhere in between is what happened. And what I hear you saying is. That's not correct. Oh, what I heard you say was. That's it? Yeah. What I heard you say was. And then you say it. And then I say. Okay, so you say something. We'll practice. That hat is way too big for your head. What I heard you say was that my hat is way too big for my head. That's correct. Is it though? It's pretty big. I like it. Is it not cute? I thought it was cute. Is it not? It's Amy, I'm not. You, you put me on the spot to say something that was not tied to anything else. And you have well, a massive hat right on your... Obviously, you think the hat's too big. I'm just saying It's the a trucker hat. It's a trucker. It, for a very large trucker. So what I heard you say was, I need to not wear this hat. No, see, because then that's you projecting. No, what I just said, literally said was the hat, you have a big giving, hat on. I, I was giving an example of what not to do. I know. That's it. Okay. So yes. then Tom would say. So then say, we say, no, you're correct. That's not what yeah. you said. I said you Tom's have like, a big Amy. hat on. Didn't say anything to do with you. So really, I would say what I heard you say was I have on a really big hat. That's correct. That's a perfect example of if I hadn't repeated that back and you were just stating a fact, it would be, oh my gosh. He thinks I look ridiculous in this hat and I need to never wear it again. But that's not what you said. No. But that's how we take it. The hat's the example right now where you could insert literally anything that you take the wrong way. Well, and the important point is to say like that we did the work and some of that stuff sounds super cheesy. Like I would never do that. Why would I sit there, two grown adults sitting there and having a conversation about the size of your hat and really clarifying that. But those are the things that I learned in a relationship are massive miscommunications that get turned and snowball into into way, way more. I think part of my journey in going through this was like, dude, I'm going to do everything I can to get better in my next relationship. I'm a part of that. And so if I'm not trying to get better and become better at relationships and people and connection, then I'm going to carry that same thing into the next marriage, which I think is why it's just a symptom. So you're going to get married again. Yeah. Let's do it live. We are the one, two, three, sore losers. What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports. So I'll give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I'm pretty much a sports genius. What up, y'all? It is Sizen. I'm from the north. I'm an alpha male. I live on the west side of Nashville with Baser, my wife. We do have a white picket fence at the apartment complex. Soon I'm going to have 2.5 kids. And yes, sadly, I will die of a heart attack when I'm 72 years old. Here's a clip. 
from the last podcast. We went down to Coors Field and saw my team, the Toronto Blue Jays, play. I'm Canadian. Because I saw the Toronto Blue Jays in Boston, and then I saw the Toronto Blue Jays in Colorado. And let me tell you, that stadium is beautiful. Badass. Beautiful, beautiful ballpark. I don't even know how old it is, but it looks brand new. 1993. It is 30 years old, and it looks brand new. It's 7 and 30 years old. 30 years old, looks brand new. We buy tickets. We go to the game. How much will you take, Scalper? And I do, no, we bought them online. Plenty, plenty of good seats still available. Yeah. Did you see the purple seats at the very top, a mile above sea level? Is that what those were? Yeah. I didn't go that far up, but I saw people sitting up there. There's one line in the very top, and at that point, you're exactly one mile above sea level. That's pretty cool. Crazy stat, Ray. Thanks for telling me prior. Yes. Not. I would have gone up and checked it out, but no. I had the kids with me, and the only problem is- You were we, short of breath. No, I wasn't short of breath. Thin air up there. Yeah, but we hiked mountains. I was okay. Really? Yeah. You guys go on ahead. <sighs> we get to the game, but we don't know where to park. Uh, just look for the signs that say parking. Yes, exactly what we did, Ray. And they're like, lot A, lot B, this way. Was- All right, and we tried to buy lot B online, and it looked like it was so damn far away. But it's literally right across the street, so I'm like, hell Yeah. Let's go. And I will say, things have changed. Dude, it used to be industrial. You were parking in some rough lots. Oh, no. They've made some bars. They've made, I mean, it's it's looking real nice. And so I'm like, damn, that's right across the street. We'll do that for 23 bucks. 23 bucks on the card. Okay, you're going to go down here. And then you're going to take a right. Oh. And then you're going to go past that parking garage. Take a right. And then you're going to go left and go. And I'm like, well, now we're a mile and a half from the stadium. Where's Blake Street? And I'm like, there's no way my kids are going to walk a mile and a half to the stadium. Like, we are freaking, I mean, it started out, we were right, I could see the state, like, right there. And you bought it already, though. I bought it already. And I'm look. I'm like, look, we're going to have to eat, I'm going to drop you guys off here, you guys start walking, I'll go park at the end of the parking lot, I'll meet you. Bye. So I get my five-year-old out of the car, and my wife's like, we're not doing that, we're not doing that. We're going as a family. She was like, you know what? We're just getting to eat the $23, and we're going to go find another parking spot. <laughs> what the rich, rich? And I said, in this economy? <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> and she said, well, I mean, I don't know what else to do. This is our one little disagreement of the whole trip. I tipped my cap to her. And I was like, all right, we're pulling out. And as I'm hitting the exit, I roll down to my window. Just for some reason, I look at the guy selling little parking pass, and I said, hey, man. Hey, you got crack? I said, you got any black tar heroin? <laughs> I look at him, I said, hey, is there a shuttle or do we have to walk this far? He goes, oh, no, there's a shuttle, man. That's what I'm talking about. And I'm like, why didn't you guys say that in the beginning? You could have saved us the aggravation, the frustration, the freaking out, the thought that we're going to eat $23 and go park somewhere else. There was no signs about a shuttle. So we go park in the back of the lot. Oh, yeah, brother. It's a mile walk. We'd never make you do that. We would never make you park that far back and not have a shuttle. And I'm like, the Colorado Rockies are amazing. And we get in the shuttle. We get the first shuttle right after we park. Get us to the gate in center field. Our tickets are third baseline up above third base. So we had to walk around the whole stadium, but it was awesome. It was beautiful. It was great. Coors Field was 
fantastic. Did you see the player? It's in lights. It slides into a base. What? In center field. It's on the outside of the stadium. You can see a baseball player. It's all lights. And oh, can, maybe I missed that. Like that. I may have missed that, but it was a beautiful stadium. It was a great game. The weather was fantastic. Did you see a home run? Oh, yeah. I saw a home run. Did the waterfalls go off when it was a no, home run? No, the Blue Jays hit home run. Oh. Yeah. Rockies aren't good this year. No, right? no, but the Rockies were down. Worst team in baseball. Five nothing four. They were down four nothing after one, and they won eight seven. That's Rockies baseball. Yeah, it was a, it was a solid game on Saturday night. We went, and my kid had never heard of the Rockies before that night, but he was diehard for the Rockies that night. Dang! And let me tell you, the Blue Jays fans in Boston, they took over the stadium. They took over the same stadium in Colorado. There are Blue Jays fans everywhere, or they just travel really, really well. It's got to be the young influx. They love the Biggio guy. They love Vlad. The, all of them. I mean, it's amazing, but how many Canadians are at these games? Alejandro Kirk Ray is very popular. He is popular. He's fat, Ray. He, he's a chunky dude. He, he had a, him some pork missiles. I, I saw him uh, when I was in Boston. I saw him walking into the locker room, like right off the street. Damn. But I didn't get to talk to him. Did you get a pork missile? Got a, I got a bratwurst. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a big pork yeah. missile. The one that's the best. But Kiermaier, the one that gave me the Heisman in yeah. uh, Boston, he mm-hmm. hit the home run. Wow. Yeah. Full circle. Kyle. And it was Charlie Blackman uh, bobblehead night. Mm-hmm. Dude was on. He he did everything. Hit, steal, base hit, RBI. I mean, it was, he, he was awesome. He looks like he lived in the woods that you guys were staying with the painted rock with shit. <laughs> <laughs> His beard goes down to his knees. It's awesome. And he he doesn't smile. He doesn't take pictures. He doesn't autograph. We saw him in spring training. You don't get nothing from Charlie. All you get is a beard and a back turned. Charlie! All right, Charlie. See you next time. Charlie! Nope. Right to the bag. It's spring training, Charlie. Yeah. Thanks, Charlie. Throw us a ball. Charlie! Oh. My nephew then, he'll st- steal some when your catcher goes to throw it to his own family. My nephew will steal some. That's how we'll get one. I will say. Thank you, Charlie. The one thing about the the net being there now. Tougher you, to get balls? No. It's easier to get balls. You Thanks. don't have to be in the front row. Usually they used to just toss it to the front row. Good point. Now they throw it over the net. Yep. And they throw it deeper into the stands. We didn't get a ball, but they were throwing them to all different sections because as they're coming in out of the field, they just throw it over the net and they're not scared about throwing it deep. It used to be just toss it to the kid in the front row, toss it to the hottie with the big boobs in the front row. Now it's just chunk it up, and it's awesome. Uh, do you like the scoreboard, the old school scoreboard and write, how they manually change yep. the scores? Great. Did the kids like it? Kid, I didn't notice, Ray. My, my three-year-old was interested for about two innings. Caroline Hobby, I am so excited. This week I have Caitlin Carhart on my podcast, Get Real with Caroline Hobby. She is a best-selling author, musician, and numerology astrology specialist, and her expertise is in all things spiritual, which is my favorite conversation to have, and we had a very free-flowing conversation where we cover lots of stuff, like understanding the importance of doing what you love just because you love it, not being defined by your highest highs or your lowest lows, personal experiences about healing, 
what you can learn from understanding numerology like your year cycle. You do not want to miss this episode, so tune in now with me, Caroline Hobby, and Caitlin Carhart on Get Real with Caroline Hobby. I would rather have a positive mindset so I can like sleep at night. You know what I mean? Like, And that doesn't mean you don't have awful days. Oh no. Right. Well, we talked about the awful yeah. days <laughs> yeah. that we've been having and that it's up and down. I told you like, even like yesterday was such a happy day. Then this morning I was like, damn, <laughs> there's some stuff happening. And now I'm sitting with you and I feel great. And again, it's just that uh, not internalizing the emotions, just allowing them to pass through you and just being like, Oh, this is life now. And accepting that has been like key to me actually feeling like, stable and happy actually when I think about it yes I don't let things get me so down or like too like nothing is gonna change your life for the good forever and nothing's gonna change your life for the bad forever it's like when they're good they're good when they're bad they're bad my grandmother always says this enjoy life's pleasures when you have them and when you don't don't mourn and I just like totally get that now and it's like literally when things are great soak it up don't start thinking about how the bottom's gonna fall out don't start planning for the negative thing to the negative thing is gonna come it's good you're gonna have don't worry it's coming it's coming so (laughs) let yourself enjoy the high let yourself enjoy the moment and then when you're in the low just be like oh god i'm back again but like okay i'm here to learn and grow i guess i'm gonna level up because you always level up after you hit the bottom that's true you're either gonna die or you're gonna level up yeah that's alchemy (laughs) and that's alchemy and so I guess it's a blessing when you go through something. Cause now that I look back on these past three years that I'm coming out of that were so unbelievably hard. Yeah. And now that I'm like here with this mindset and this life, and now I have all this wealth of knowledge that I just gained and lived through and grew from, I'm like, man, I feel very proud of myself to be where I am. I'm very proud of what yeah, I've same. come through. I'm very proud of like that the self-love. mind. love. I love like, myself. I can't believe I got through this. I love myself so much because I know I got myself and I'm like my own best friend. Yes. Like I'm so much more comfortable in my own skin and just like even like sitting by myself, being like being alone. alone. Like I don't feel FOMO at all anymore. Yes. Like I'll stay in and like not go out for like weeks. I'm like, this is great. I'll just sit in my apartment reading books. And yes. I'm like, I just enjoy my own company, you know? And I now believe that I'm worth it where I did not yes. before. And so yeah. now I'm like, I know I'm worth it. I know I'm using my life to better myself and as many people as I can affect. I want to be a positive influence. So it's like, I just have to trust that God's going to bring the experiences into my life that I need. And if I'm in a line yeah. with myself and if I'm doing the work every day and if I'm really listening to myself and learning how to surrender, then I don't have to have FOMO or I don't have to have anything because I'm like, God's just going to make it clear what I need to do. Yeah. The good and the bad. We just have to surrender and get quiet and allow and listen and accept. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot. You got to do a lot of things. Really got to do nothing, but it's a lot of things. Yeah. You got to like quiet your mind, quiet the noise of the world, quiet all your past traumas and all your like rewiring. Really, you just got to clear your mind. Let go and let God. Basically, God's asking us just to be a blank canvas every day. Yeah. Don't hold on to all your past stuff that you've lived through and repeat the cycle every single day. But life's more fun that way. To be a blank canvas? Just to like... Because then you have magic. That's what I'm saying. Like someone I... um, a spiritual teacher I work with sometimes, she told me, she's like, the neutral point is when miracles happen. Because you don't have any expectations or need for it to go a certain way. Yeah, when you're just existing in the present moment and just allowing and just like trying not to judge, it's like anything can happen. Like I didn't, like yesterday, like I went to my first music session and I was worried. I was like, I haven't written in so long. I haven't like sang professionally in so long. What if like 
I'm out of practice. What if it's not there anymore? What if I'm not good enough? Right? And I'm just, and then I got there. Well, at this point, I'm just like, fuck it. After everything I've been through, what, what's the, it's a bad session. Please. I survived heartbreak. I survived sickness. I'm whatever. <laughs> but, um, I went and it was just like the best time ever. And like, I, but I didn't have expectations. I had a little bit of worry and fear come up, but I was like, whatever, like I can, I can manage that, you know? And again, it's just being in that like neutral point, I think of just like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And when you're in the shit storm, this too shall pass. Yeah. When you're <laughs> on top storm. of the mountain, this too shall pass. Yeah. It all will pass. The good will pass the bad and the will bad pass. will pass. So just stay neutral through it all. That's what I'm saying. You don't want to be like a plastic bag in the wind. So you might as well say, fuck it. And just like, cool, whatever. I'm going with it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just let it just. And I think that that's why doing the work is so important. Yeah. So then you can be neutral, but you can be like in a very clear, aligned, neutral spot, not a totally debris filled, clogged neutral, you know, yeah. where you're in a car that's a old breakdown car that's barely going to work. It's in neutral. You don't know if it's going to turn on or if it's going to explode in your face. You know, you want to have like your oil change and everything ready and the car's filled with gas and it's like you're set. Yeah. yeah. So then wherever you need to go. Mm, that's a good go. analogy. Yeah. I just made that one up. I like car analogies. I'm not always good at analogies. That was yeah. pretty good. You got to have the, take care of your car. So yeah. then you're ready to go where God sends you and yeah, you're take, fully take care of your temple. Handle. Take care of And I think that's why it comes back to like, take care of your self, mind, body, soul, spirit, you know? So then you're ready to go where you need to go and you are equipped to handle it. And mm-hmm. you got to armor up with God. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, my name is Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Mike D, and this is a clip from my podcast, Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. If you love movies, spoiler-free movie reviews, and movie exploration topics, be sure to check it out and subscribe. On this episode, we talked about our best and worst movies of the summer. My wife, Kelsey, hopped on with me because she goes to every single movie with me. We let you know what was the best thing we saw in theaters and also what was the worst thing. But in this segment, we just focus on the positive. But if you want to hear this entire episode, search it out, Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. And now, enjoy. And we're going to talk about our best and worst movies of the summer. The summer blockbuster season officially kicks off the first weekend of May and just wrapped up this past weekend on Labor Day weekend. So overall, I thought it was a really solid summer blockbuster season. The best since the pandemic, which isn't the hardest thing to do because 21 really didn't count. 2022 still felt like it was kind of like not fully in force. But this summer was so stacked to the point that some movies suffered because just massive movies were coming out and didn't get the attention they deserved. But it was really hard for me to pick a favorite movie of the summer. Was it for you? Yes and no. I had a lot of movies that I really liked, Mm -hmm. but my favorite was one that just like really hit. And I think that's what we're going to say here. Our favorite, the one we enjoyed the most and for our own specific reasons. But you'll kick it off. What was your favorite movie of the summer? My favorite was a little foreign film called Past Lives. Which was a movie I didn't expect to love as much as I did. Because it's so simple, but yet so well done. It was so good. So, 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 so good. I think we we also only saw it because our AC was out that weekend. Yeah. We may have seen it otherwise, but it was one of those where we were like looking for something to see every day that weekend. And we'd seen everything at Regal. And we looked at, again, our other favorite place, the Belcourt. And I was like, oh, this is showing. I've heard good things about it. So we went to see it. And I left and I was like, wow, I loved that so much. And it has such a simple message and the overall storytelling in that movie is just no bells and whistles, just a straight ahead story about these two people who stay connected throughout their entire lives, how they drift away and come back and how they stay connected. So overall, it's just a true, genuine story and just filmmaking at its finest in a movie that if you haven't seen yet, I really can't recommend it enough. I would also like to say Barbie would have been an obvious choice. Mm -hmm. I loved Barbie so much, but I just kind of felt like that was too obvious. Too obvious for you. Yeah. Which is ironic because Barbie is actually my favorite of the summer. And I think it's because I knew it was going to be good going into it. When that trailer first dropped and I knew Greta Gerwig was behind it and I saw that first look at her vision, I knew that movie was going to be something special. But it was a rare case that it even exceeded my expectations. And when I go to watch a movie in the summer, I want to see something 
that's such a spectacle and draws me in from everything from the music to the costume design to the story and a movie that I watch and I forget about every other aspect of life and I just live in that world. And Barbie was the only movie this summer to do that for me. And I think it's because of the message of that movie. It's because of the cast of that movie, the director, Greta Gerwig in that movie, like all those things coming together into one visual masterpiece I felt made it my favorite I love that you loved it because I feel like now you understand the plight of being a woman so much more I I really do I think it was all because of America Ferreira's monologue in that movie like one of the best monologues 10 15 years like there you don't really get that many monologues anymore but that one was unusually good I want that monologue tattooed on me the whole thing the entire thing the whole thing on my back that would take a long time but yes everything about that movie I loved and it was hard for me to pick because when you look at this blockbuster season I think we've seen over 30 movies this summer which is a lot of movies yeah we haven't gone on a like our normal date night because all we do on the weekends yeah we've been doing two a weekend <laughs> but the crazy thing is in those 30 movies I actually handed out three fives which I never do I usually give out one five out of five a year, if that. I think the entire time I've been doing this podcast since 2019, I've probably given out five, five out of fives. And in just this year alone, in the summer season, I've given out my three fives of the year, which have been Barbie, Oppenheimer, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which to me have been perfect films this year. And I think, I know it's still September But I feel like 2023 is going to go down in history as one of the best years in film of all time. The best since 2019, but I still say overall my favorite is 2007, 2019 probably being number two. But after this year, with still things that are supposed to come out, which, you know, with the strike going on, I think they'll still come out this year. But if that wasn't affecting it, 2023 would easily make it as the best year. In so long. So we'll see how the rest of the year plays out. But honestly, everybody, writers, actors need to get paid. So if we end up not getting some of those movies, I'm fine with it. I want to recognize that. I haven't really spoken on the strike that much because really, I don't know all the details about it. But I know there is money to pay these people a living wage and to get health insurance and to get all the things they are asking for. And if you are not on the side of the actors and the writers, I think you're going to be on the wrong side of history. So as a movie fan, it's hard for me because I want all these movies to come out. But as a writer. But as a writer, I'm like, yes, they are the ones making these dreams and making these stories and making these characters that people fall in love with. Making, you know, in on the Disney side of it, the reason people go to the park, it's all because of the writers, directors, and actors. Without them, you have nothing. You can't computer generate that you can't computer generate ideas that are going to live forever so yes they need to get paid and if we need to as movie fans miss out on some things this year i'm totally fine with that i'll start reviewing movies from the 80s and 70s if i have to if that's not reason enough to pay him please get this man new movies so yes but if all the movies that are slated to come out the rest of this year i think 2023 is going to be one of the best just looking at this summer alone That was this week's Sunday Sampler. New episodes out weekly. You got the Bobby Cast. You got Four Things with Amy Brown. Sore Losers. Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. Get Real with Caroline Hobby. You got 25 Whistles. You can follow all of them on Instagram. 
Hopefully you heard something there that made you want to go check out a full episode. Thank you guys, and we'll see you next week. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.